From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there. For those that are joining us for the very first time, I'm Graham VK4BB and you have tuned the WIA National News for week commencing September 29, 2013. This news for the interest of radio amateurs right across the globe. Jail gets phone jamming technology. Lithgow Jail, west of Sydney, is now trialling Australia's first authorised trial of technology that will stop inmates making calls from smuggled mobile phones. Whilst illegal to have a mobile phone inside a jail, some 239 were found last year in New South Wales alone. The trial is being closely watched to ensure that jamming does not cause interference to mobile phones outside the jail. In WIA Board Talk, the Michael J. Owen VK3KI Award was established to recognise an individual or individuals that best exemplify the dedication and hard work of IARU volunteers. At an IARU meeting in Mexico Sunday the 22nd, the first awards were jointly awarded to David VK3ADW, that's David Wardlaw, and to Wojek SP5FM. David became involved with the IARU back in 1968 as part of the secretariat provided by WIA for the inaugural conference of IARU Region 3 held in Sydney. While serving as WIA president, he attended the 1976 IARU World Meeting at which the global objectives and strategy for WARC 79 were developed. Along with Michael Owen, David was appointed to the Australian delegation to WARC 79 to represent amateur radio. He has also served as a director of Region 3. David also represented both Amateur Radio and the Australian Administration at the ITU. Wojek, SP5FM, began his long and intensive IARU involvement as a member of the IARU team attending the 1974 Maritime Mobile WARC in Geneva. From that time through WARC 03, he was the most consistent face of the IARU at ITU meetings and conferences. He was elected Vice-Chairman of Region 1 in 75, re-elected to that position every three years until 1999. The WIA congratulates David and Wojcik on the receipt of the inaugural Michael J. Owen VK3KI Award. From our President, writing on WIA front page news, this note to clubs arranging repeaters. The ACMA limit power output of all repeaters is 50 watts maximum. Co-shared transmitter sites may also be required to comply with the communal site licence conditions. This condition, if applicable, will be attached to the repeater licence. If an amateur repeater is proposed in a remote location well away from other services, with evidence supporting the operational need for higher power, an application may be made to the ACMA to have the restriction removed. There is no restriction on cross-linking of amateur repeaters across state borders, provided each end of the link in each state is licensed with the correct associated receiver record. Then there is no issue. Read the President's full report on WIA front page news, wia.org.au. WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, again writing on WIA front page news, tells how membership applications continue in a steady stream and there's a good number of previous members rejoining after a period of absence. The board has noted that licence exam applications over this year to the end of August are up in numbers compared to 2012. The foundation licence remains the most popular. 
While income from subscriptions and exam operations is holding up, income from other institute activities this year is concerning the board, and a shortfall of overall income compared to expenditure has emerged again this year. The board has decided to postpone the club grant scheme this year. Rest assured, the scheme has not been abandoned. Facing circumstances where the WIA's fixed costs rise year on end and where personal expenditure on the hobby is soft, the board believes that now is not the time to raise membership fees and trusts that the measures outlined serve to delay any necessary increase. Now it's quiz time. The question is, explain amateur radio. Seems to be a pretty simple question, but think about it. Do you have the right answer or answers? Dare say most of us would not be able to succinctly give an answer. That is, without saying that we did, and even a few would slip into jargon and ham lingo to give some sort of reply. As every good salesperson learns, it is essential to know about the product or service on offer to have a hope of clinching a deal with a customer. So it should be with amateur radio if we are to be successful in recruiting new people to our ranks. Unless we have the right messages and can communicate them, true success is not realised. The WIA, in the lead-up to its PR Amateur Radio Expo in April, will help clubs or groups maximise their involvement in this publicity drive. And as an Explain Amateur Radio, Ed VK2JI says it's time to wake up and smell the roses. It's a kind of ham radio 101 primer. Wake up and smell the roses. How often do we hear each other saying this or that was good back in the day? Well, I've been around the traps a few times and agree that the 70s and 80s were great for amateur radio and its importance in the world. But stop and take a look around. You may not have realised it, but it's a great time to be in amateur radio again. With regular contacts to the space station, with amateur radio providing essential service in many, many disaster situations around the world with great contests and de-expeditions, in many cases to places not possible before. With new construction kits, letting even newcomers build a complete stable transceiver in a few nights' work. With portable operation being at its highest for a long time, with summit and park activation award schemes. With the use of QRP, both for portable and the new data modes that were never around back in the day, allowing communications below the noise level. With digital and analogue repeaters, allowing a handy talkie to talk around the world. With tracking and data comms via APRS. With balloon launches to the outer layers of the Earth's atmosphere. We are seeking more younger people to join our fantastic hobby. We now have so many more things to offer offer them than we had back in the day. So please, the next time someone says to you, So what is this ham radio hobby thing about? Don't say, Well, it used to be good, but now it's just a bunch of us old folk chatting to each other. Well, that's important. There are so, so many other facets of the hobby today that simply didn't exist years ago. Wake up and smell the roses. The amateur radio hobby is back in bloom and leading technology as always. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In South Australia's Riverland, listen for the broadcast every Sunday evening at 8pm local time 
on repeater VK5RLD 147.925. I'm Andy, VK5 Lima Alpha. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Does your station comply with the current EMR, EMI regulations? One way to find out is to use the VK3UM EMR, EMI calculator. Have you tried the program but still not sure where you stand? Well, if you live in the Melbourne area and free on Friday, October 4th, you're in luck. Doug VK3UM will be giving a presentation to the EMDRC where he will explain how to use a calculator and determine the results. This meeting will be held in our Nunawading venue and visitors are always welcome. Doug, along with Peter VK3MV, who were part of the WIA ACMA liaison team, will also be taking questions on the night. We plan to video the presentation and upload it to the internet so others not able to attend the Nutterwadding meeting will not miss out. For more information, head to www.emdrc.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there on Friday, October 4th. This has been VK3 Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey. Jack. Continuing the whip around VK and still in VK3, the next Homebrew Constructors meeting will be Saturday, October 5th at 2pm. All are welcome to attend at Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. In VK6, VI6WA100, a special event call sign will be used to celebrate the centenary of organised amateur radio in West Australia. In October 1913, the Perth Radio Club, then changed to WIA VK6 Division a few years later, held their first meeting. The call, VI6WA100, will be on air October 1 until year's end. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. What use is an F-call? Amateur radio is as much about radio as it is about community. If you've only just received your licence, there's a vast treasure trove of information available on the internet. Of course, you'll find other amateurs online. Search by call sign, since it seems that most amateurs include that somewhere in their post. Seems like a badge of honour. Seriously, there are billions of web pages around and finding those pertaining to amateur radio are greatly helped by the inclusion of a call sign. The internet is used for all manner of things. Information about choosing a radio, places to buy said radio and places to avoid. Information about buying or building antennas, information about propagation, online shacks with video streams, online receivers, clusters of computers sharing DX information, contests, logs and QSL information, there's software, maps, operation guides, buy and sell markets, discussion fora, even what use is an F-call is online. One thing you might want to consider is to set up your amateur radio homepage, in inverted commas, on qrz.com. It's a website that allows you to create your call sign account and after activation, you can update your QTH information, your QSL info and any other details that seem pertinent to you. Other amateurs and some software use it as a means to find information about stations they're talking to on air. So you can use it as a source and share your own information while you're at it. The internet is a whole new other source of amateur radio information and interaction. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo.
From VK1WIA, this is the National News Service. Tune in today, focus on tomorrow. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. In Germany, DARC report that Kurt, Delta Lima 3, Uniform X-Ray India, has written an open letter to the German Minister of Justice about the increasing pollution of the radio spectrum. In it, DL3 UXI notes that increasingly our vital radio spectrum is contaminated by electromagnetic interference. In urban areas, the concentration of electrical devices that do not or no longer comply with the essential requirements of the EMC directive is so great that the reception of long, medium and shortwave radio transmissions may no longer be possible. Technologies such as PLC and PLT even use electricity networks for data communication and thereby radiate electromagnetic interference. On the global scene, International Air Ambulance Week 2014. The intention of this event will be to help support the many donation-funded flying medical services around the world by operating your special event station during at least some of the nine days during which the event takes place. Nine days to include two weekends so everyone can get an opportunity to take part. The primary rule is that no radio amateurs should accept any donations. Donations and offers of funding should be made directly to whichever service you nominate when you complete the registration form to take part in the event. Registration will be mandatory and all stations taking part will be issued a registration number. John Mike Zero Hotel Echo Mike says the event is intended to commence on the fourth weekend of September annually and is to be run by the same team which operates the well-established International Museums Weekend. Interstellar, US research probe heads towards the moon. More than 40 years after the last Apollo astronauts left the moon, NASA has launched a small robotic spacecraft to investigate Earth's primary satellite. The Lady spacecraft, which is charged with studying the lunar atmosphere and dust, soared aloft aboard a Minotaur launch vehicle rocket a little before midnight on Friday, September 6, with its destination being the moon. The story continues from Amateur Radio Newsline. Lady is an acronym for the Lunar Atmosphere and Dust Environment Explorer Mission. It is using the so-called slingshot effect of Earth's gravity to propel it to the moon. It will make three increasingly larger circuits around our home planet before getting close enough to transfer into a lunar orbit. Because of this, the spacecraft will require a full month to reach Earth's closest neighbor. Army Mars Headquarters has invited the chiefs of Air Force and Navy Marine Corps Mars to join in a national communications exercise one that will measure the auxiliary's force capabilities in the event that normal communications are disrupted throughout North America. The test will run for 48 continuous hours from November 3rd to the 5th and will be closely monitored by a joint command responsible for the Defense Department of Homeland Security. This exercise culminates a year-long series of escalating preparations by Army Mars for responding to all types of complex emergencies. These could be anything from a natural phenomenon or terrorist attack that might render the Internet, long-distance telephone, and national news and media networks unusable across the United States. Now to our weird and wonderful file, UK funeral interrupted by RF. Now, we've all heard of RF getting into PA systems, but this one truly has to take the prize for the unusual... Amateur Radio Newsline Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK, has the rather weird details. Can you imagine being at a funeral service when the sound coming out of the speaker system is suddenly interrupted by an airline stewardess's message to her passengers? Well, it actually happened recently in the United Kingdom when what's been described as a mystery voice was heard through a church's public address system during a funeral service telling passengers on a plane to prepare for landing. The story goes this way. 
Friends and family of Brendan Duffy had gathered at St. Edward's Church in Windsor, Berkshire, to pay their final respects after the Dublin-born grandfather of four died on August 8th at age 78. But as his nephew Joe Duffy was reading the eulogy, everyone was suddenly told to fasten their seatbelts and for the other flight attendants to prepare the aircraft's doors for landing. While some might have thought it could have been a sign from the heavens above, a more rational explanation is that the church's wireless microphone system and the two-way radio system on the aircraft were on the same frequency. But that would not explain how the announcement made using a closed-loop in-cabin public address system could get transmitted outside the airplane, unless perhaps someone pushed the wrong button on the flight deck. That said, as we go to air, the mystery of the RF signal from on high remains unexplained. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essek, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4 of UQ, Dateline 2013. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, weekend of November 2324. 2014 WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day, 11-12 January, still to be confirmed. Special event stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. 9 and 2 YY Nepal between October 2 and the 5th. Call sign 9 and 2 YY. Final confirmation will take place upon arrival in Kathmandu. This licence in Nepal will cover bands 17 to 10 metres. QSL via OH2YY by the Bureau, also LOTW. A52YY, Kingdom of Bhutan, October 6th to the 10th. Active on 40 to 10 metres using SSB. QSL via OH2YY by the Bureau, also LOTW. The VK5 National Conservation Parks Award celebrates its six-month anniversary on the 14th of April this year. With more, here is Paul, VK5PAS. In its short history, the award has become very popular, with over 70 South Australian national parks and conservation parks being activated. A total of 42 certificates have been issued to VK3 and VK5 operators for their participation. To celebrate the six-month anniversary, a special activation weekend will be held on Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th of October 2013. All amateurs are encouraged to dust off their portable equipment and get out into the open air and operate portable from the VK5 National Park or Conservation Park. Already a large number of amateurs have indicated their intention of operating portable from the park over the weekend. And a reminder that if you do intend to activate a park, please notify Paul, VK5PAS, who is compiling a list of all participants. More information on the VK5 Parks Award, including rules and what parks qualify, can be found on the homepage of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society at www.ahars.com.au. Again, the special activation weekend is Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th of October. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Paul, VK5 Papa Alpha Sierra, on behalf of the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. From national parks to international reefs, China versus the Philippines over Scarborough Reef. De-expeditions to the Scarborough Reef and other locations in that region could become a lot harder, if not impossible, if China makes good on its expected move to occupy a disputed chain of shoals in the South China Sea. This according to a top Philippines diplomat who says that China may have to expand China's territory before regional rules on maritime behaviour comes into effect. Scarborough Shoal or Reef, also known as Huan Young Island, is a shoal located between Macclesfield Bank and Luzon Island of the Philippines in the South China Sea. It is a disputed territory claimed by the People's Republic of China, by Taiwan and the Philippines. The shoal status is often discussed in conjunction with other territorial disputes in the South China Sea, such as those involving the Spratly Islands or the Paracel Islands. The last major operation from Scarborough was in 2007, where the Big S7HT made over 45,000 QSOs. Currently, Scarborough is listed as number 21 in the Club Log Most Wanted list and number 7 in the latest Most Needed list published by the DX magazine. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Mildura, it can be heard on VK3RMA 146.800 every Sunday at 9.30am. Good morning. This is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. The RS Educational School Contact for Schooligo Medias to Tell, Salvo di Equestrio in Sassano Matereno, Italy, planned for last Tuesday, September the 24th, was cancelled due to the Cygnus birthing delay. The contact will be rescheduled. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting. Peter VK2PR from Fisher's Ghost Amateur Radio Club is super pleased that members of the club will be at two locations during Jota 2013. Cataract Skate Park for the Scouts and Kentland for the Girl Guides. And the St George Amateur Radio Society will operate the largest jamboree on the air radio station in VK and is seeking assistance with operating club station VK2LE during Jota 2013. Operators with any class of licence are most welcome and the best part of all is that no previous experience with Jota is essential as there will be experienced operators on hand for support. For more information or to offer your assistance, contact Paul, VK2GX. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. The recent battery-only power training exercise in Malaysia, aimed at passing messages and testing daytime propagation paths, involved around 30 amateur radio operators who were assisted by five shortwave listeners. IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee member Johnny Tan, 9M8DB, noted that some drove 800 kilometres from Kuching to Miri for the exercise that tested the paths between West to East Malaysia and most certainly prepared everyone involved for disaster communications. The MCOM message handling exercise on voice was a success but due to some missing connectors lost in transportation, the use of PSK-31 had to be postponed to a later date. 
However, Johnny9M8DB said an officer from the Malaysian Commission for Multimedia and Communications, Gidar Menon 9W62GM, was very impressed with the ability to conduct the training and to achieve the results. Propagation between West Malaysia and East Malaysia proved to be best on 20 metres. The Near Vertical Incident Skywaves, or NVIS, exercise proved to be a great success with the low-slung wire antennas. The three battery-operated remote sites were about 50 kilometres away from road from Miri Operations Centre, which is operating a 5-watt PEP using NVIS antennas. The event assessors, the MCMC officer and the two senior Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitter Society members gave the exercise high marks overall. This was based on the speed at which the three teams located and accessed their remote sites, given just the GPS coordinates only, installation of their antennas, general station setup and efficiency of message handling. More exercises will be organised, giving more people the chance to be involved, with special emphasis on the efficiency of message handling. Worldwide special interest groups, summits of the air. As announced in earlier broadcasts, the Summits of the Air Soda program is now operational in VK2 and VK4, with over 1,000 summits now in VK2 and over 500 registered so far in VK4, with some large regions still to go. Andrew, VK1DA, picks up that story. All regions of VK2 are registered, so there are summits all over the state. In VK4, the two southeast regions and the Capricornia and Wide Bay and Burnett regions are registered at this point. I can also pass on the news that VK6 is being surveyed at present and I will leave detailed announcements to those doing the work. To mark the launch of SOTA in VK2, you are invited to join in a SOTA QSO party on Sunday the 13th of October. If you can, activate a nearby or distant summit yourself. If you prefer to operate from your home or other portable location as a chaser, do join in. The activators need to make at least four contacts to qualify their activation. SOTA is not a contest but is an operating award program. You can record your contacts in an online log and claim points for your contacts. A major benefit of participating in the SOTA program is that to activate a summit you must do at least some walking, at least the last 25 metres of altitude. As many mountains have no vehicle access anywhere near the top, this sometimes means two, three or more kilometres of walking while carrying your entire radio station, food and water, navigation and safety equipment. Many amateurs around the world are now enjoying this combination of amateur radio with at least some level of bushwalking. It is good for the health. For more details about the award, the summits already registered, activators' guides and online maps and spotting websites, start your search at sota.org.uk. That's S-O-T-A dot Seventy-three from Andrew VK1DA VK2UH Association Manager for SOTA in VK2. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au. On the social scene, October three to seven in VK4 is the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention, Charters Towers. October five in VK4 is Redfest, St Michael's College, Caboolture at nine a.m. 
October 6 in VK5, the VK5 Association of SOTA Activity Day. October 20 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group, Hamvention. Moving forward to 2014, February the 23rd in VK2, it's the Wyong Field Day and it's on come rain, hail or shine. Would you believe it? I've already seen chocolates and decorations appearing in the shops ready for Christmas. In that case, it's probably time that all good radio amateurs plan to be at the biggest amateur radio event in 2014, the CCARC Field Day at Wyong, on Sunday, February the 23rd. Local motels fill up early, so if you want to be there for the 6.30 opening of the flea market, you'd better get your accommodation booked as soon as possible. We'll be running the courtesy bus from the railway station and main car park again in 2014, as it was a great success this year. New for 2014 will be both local and national clubs presenting themselves and looking for new members at this premier event. Seminars are being booked in, as are traders and exhibitors, and it already looks like 2014's event will be bigger and better than ever. Remember, the event goes ahead, rain or shine. Over the next couple of months, I'll be updating you on the exact traders and exhibitors that we will be welcoming to the event, as well as the seminars and the raffle prizes. But please remember, if you're travelling to the event and need accommodation, now is the best time to book it for both price and choice. 73. This is Ed, VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast ARC. Thanks, Ed. And with that, it does take us to the end of WIA National News for another week. I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Until then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported... You decide.